Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tiger Talk. I'm Taylor Davis, joined by Jason Campbell, coming to you live from quarantine season as we are all sitting in our house doing absolutely nothing. So we figured we'd talk all about Auburn today, and we have such a special guest. We always do, but today's very special. We have former Auburn running back, now running back's coach, the one and only Go Crazy Cadillac Carnell Williams is going to be joining us, talk all about his playing days, his time now as a coach, how he's spending this time on lockdown. It's going to be a great interview, so you want to stay tuned for that. Jason, how are you holding up, man, locked in your house? I'm I'm going a little stir-crazy, not going to lie. Yeah, I'm going stir-crazy, but I, I tell you what, I watch HGTV every episode, probably eight hours of the day, so they got me. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, time out. JKM is an HGTV fan. Yes, I am an HGTV fan. And you know the show Hometown? Yeah. Hometown is in Laurel, Mississippi, where I was born. So I grew oh. up like 15 minutes from Laurel. So I'm watching Hometown a lot. Yeah, I got some ties. I just they need to bring me on the show though. That's what I'm trying to say. They do. To, yes, I need to go on the show. I need to go down there and help renovate a house. And uh wow. And everything, you know, I'm just like the dude from Baylor be bringing RG3 on there. I want them to come bring J-Cam. They should. To the hometown show. Let me come down there and do a renovation with them. But, uh, All right. We'll make it happen. Yeah, I'm an HGTV wow. fan, and I love Food Channel. I like cooking different wow. foods. So I've burnt a few things while I've been on this quarantine. So I've been trying to, <laughs> you know, I've been trying some different things, learning some different things. You know, I'm like, hey, yeah. it's just me trying it. So if I mess it up. You know, it's my stomach, so not nobody else. So, so be it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this, this is, you know, I'm just taking it as it goes. I'm controlling what I can control, what I can't control. Hey, I, I try not to worry about it. You got to roll with it. Wow. I, I learned so much about you. That's interesting. I, uh, I too have been cooking a little bit, dabbling in it and doing lots of organizing around my house. A bunch I of do. drawers and closets have been reorganized, but uh, much longer and I'm just going to have to like redo the organization because I'm <laughs> running out of drawers. So uh, not entirely sure what to do, especially without sports. Both of us uh, really fill our time with sports. So this has been incredibly weird to not have any of it, but we are going to talk about it as much as we possibly can talk about what is going on during this time, especially what it means for college football, even the NFL. So we're going to get right on into it. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys, about True Classic Tees. And honestly, this sponsor is incredibly timely because we are all lounging around, sitting at our house, and pretty much everyone's just wearing sweats and t-shirts, right? But you don't want to look like a com- complete slob. You know, you got to get out of your pajamas, feel feel normal as well as you can. So True Classic Tees is a perfect company to be supporting right now. They're one of my favorites. It's a company that's based out in LA and a t-shirt company that's on the rise. So We're really excited that they sponsored this episode. The t-shirts are soft. They hold up well in the wash and they're very versatile. You can wear them to work out around the house like we're all doing. Or when we finally get to go out into civilization, you can wear them there. And the best part, they are incredibly affordable. Only $15 and now you can get them for even less. All you have to do is go to trueclassictees.com and use the code BLEAV at checkout for 20% off. So that's believe, B-L-E-A-V, 
at trueclassictees.com. And of course, everyone knows this is a really great time to be supporting small businesses in whatever ways that you can. So y'all be sure and go support True Classic Tees. Okay, so let's get into it. Obviously, the coronavirus has everyone locked up at home, and that meant the end of life as we knew it in the sports world. All of the NCAA championships were canceled. Obviously, spring ball is now canceled. Everything came to an abrupt halt, and that is just still crazy to wrap my head around. But uh, Jason, how can you kind of explain what that would be like as an athlete Let, let's just say that you were you know a member of that basketball team and and the season had gone the way that you had and March Madness is completely taken away from you what how can you even imagine what those athletes have had to go through oh I'm pretty sure Taylor it's mind-boggling uh the reason I yeah. say that is you know you gotta think about it it, it affected every person every area of life and mm-hmm. You know, the 2020 Olympics was supposed to be this year. It's been postponed to 2021. So you're thinking about you trained for the last three years, three and a half years to put yourself in a position to win a gold medalist. And now you have to put that on pause. And now you got to find that desire all over again to train for another full year to get ready to go and do it again. So when you think about athletes in March Madness, you know, this year was one of the craziest years we've ever seen when it comes to basketball in college. Like you really couldn't tell like who's going to win it at the end. Like you just couldn't, it kept fluctuating week in and week out. The top five kept changing top first overall kept changing. And, uh, and I was really looking forward to seeing how the Auburn team would do in the in the tournament because we've had some wild wins this year. We've had some scratch-your-head type games, and it's been a fun year. It's been, you know, exciting. One of the better years they've had from a record standpoint at Auburn. And mm-hmm. uh, and I was really looking forward to us matching up with Kentucky. I was hoping for, for a third time in an SEC championship game. And that was going to be a challenging tournament because there are some really good teams this year in the SEC. Um, so – just not to be able to see that. And I think about the girl at Oregon, you know, the, you know, how she's broke all NCAA records and everything. Mm-hmm. And just looking forward to seeing her play her senior year in a tournament and to possibly go up against UConn for a championship again. And, you know, just so many things that you don't get to see. Yeah. And it's affected because I'm just like, man, if I'm a senior, I'm just crushed, especially if you know, know you had an opportunity to go win a championship. But at the same time, it goes to show you the importance that we don't control a lot of things in life. And if mm-hmm. anybody can learn anything through this through this situation, this lesson is we've been divided as a country. We have to find a way to come back together as a country. We have to find a way to start back respecting one another. We have to find a way to start back supporting one another and, and understanding like where our strength come from. You know, like you just don't wake yourself up in the morning. I know everyone thinks that you just wake up, but God is in control of all things. And yep. we have to find a way to start back, like trying to do the best things we can from a moral standpoint, just in, in, in growth in life. So if this has taught us anything right now, it's taught us how to value those things that we take for granted. Spending that family Absolutely. time, you know, just having the opportunity to just take a deep breath sometimes. Like some people don't never stop. 
and just yep. to sit down and to like if you're a husband to play with your kids and to be with your wife and you know actually be home be physical there but not just on the phone and just opportunities to to do go to go work out go for that walk with your family that a lot of guys don't get a chance to do and uh you know we'll hear from cadillac later on you know how's that playing in his household because college coaches are always gone and always on the phone yeah. and always giving their time to their university and their time to others. So I would like to hear what he has to say later on. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. That was very well said. I think that it's it's a really good lesson to to cherish each experience, each day. And I think so often in life and, and in sports, we're looking ahead always. It, even during game broadcasts, we're talking about March Madness. You know what I mean? And right. it, it's just kind of a habit, I guess, to, to be looking toward the goal that you're chasing instead of just being in the moment. Like those athletes had zero expectation that that game was their last game. And even regular students, I, I mean, I was thinking back to it. Some of my you know, most fond memories happened my last semester of college, right mm-hmm. before I graduated. And and those seniors are now done and they thought they had a few more months. And and I just think it's such a good lesson for everybody to to be where your feet are and and appreciate the moment and the experience that you're in because you are not guaranteed the next one. And this certainly taught all of us that. So we all kind of have to find some positivity in this and make the most of it as crazy and unconventional as it is. And certainly disappointing for the athletes and the students. I, I definitely don't uh, discredit that. But let me get your input on the debate that's kind of ongoing. So the NCAA has approved another year of eligibility for spring athletes. So baseball, softball, the athletes that barely tapped into their season at all. But winter athletes are more than likely not going to be granted that option because they completed so much of their season. There is still talk, a lot of people still calling for that, especially, you know, those people who think that, you know, the postseason is the purpose of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is your perspective on this, especially when you take into consideration, what does that mean for scholarships? Are are we going to limit extending scholarships to incoming freshmen to keep seniors on board? Like, how do you think this one for the winter athletes, do you think the NCAA could do that or should? Yeah, I think when it comes for the winter athletes, that's a a great analogy. When it comes to the winter athletes, I think when you think basketball, just think back a year ago, how many guys made their name in the tournament and you know, how many guys improved their draft status in the tournament and if you're a senior, and this is a tough way to go out, especially if you're a, a, a team that was going to the NCAA tournament, because you never know what happens in the tournament. That's why they mm-hmm. call it Cinderella season, because you just never know how things are going to turn out. And when I think about that, I'm just like, man, like I do think we should warrant the warrant the basketball programs that have seniors, not just because Auburn was having a good year, but I'm just thinking all seniors everywhere, don't matter if you're in junior college, whatever, you know, I just think they should be awarded an opportunity to play another season and just find a way to add on scholarships just for this year, you know, because of what happened, because everything that happened was completely out of our control and uh, completely caught everyone out of left field. So, you know, it's almost like you can't punish the kids, you know, for having to miss their opportunity for who knows what's next. And I just feel like, you know, 
we can do right by that, by honoring them and giving them an opportunity to to come back for another season. I just feel like for spring athletes, it's it, I'm glad they already did that because it takes a lot of pressure and stress off of those guys, especially baseball and track. I just hope they find a way to reward the, the, the athletes in the winter. There are so many nuances to that decision, and I, I know the NCAA is going to have a tough time with it, but I agree. I hope that they exhaust all efforts before just saying, oh, sorry, like w- our hands are tied. It's so tough to see it end like that, and especially for the athletes that you know, the next level isn't even a possibility for them or a sport like gymnastics where college is the the mecca. That's where it ends. All right. You got four years to put your stamp on this university and to let everyone know what you want to be known for when you leave this university. And that's the hard part for me. If you are a person that's in that on that team and you don't get a chance to leave that imprint, because let's face it, Brown last year, and Harper made their imprint on Auburn by what they did in the tournament. At the end, you're absolutely right. In the SEC right. tournament and in the NCAA tournament. So they are forever known as legends in the Auburn history books because of what happened. So, yeah. you know, so I just think about those type those type of situations. But like I said, a lot of it was out of our control. You know, we hope they all get together and, and try to figure out a way. Like you say, at least give the option because some of them may just say, hey, you know, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm moving forward. And then some of them yeah. may say, hey, I want to come back. So, you know, who knows? Absolutely. All right. Well, I want to talk about what this means for football in particular, as obviously spring ball is no longer happening. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to tell you guys a little bit about bet online. Jason, do you dabble in betting? I do not. I make uh, fun bets here at the house when we're watching the games or something. And uh, <laughs> yeah. that's about it. But uh, I, I, I don't I like my money. Just put it that way. I know. I I don't don't like I'm not the personality (laughs) type. I just feel like I don't have good enough luck and I'm going to end up like in a worse situation. But betonline.com actually sounds like something that I would try. And basically while we're all sitting at home and doing nothing, we could still have some fun on betonline.com. With no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but they've gotten creative and there are still hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjacks. You can play some different games, have some fun in that way. There's also crazy betting going on for mixed martial arts, American Idol, the spelling bee, like hello, really intense stuff going on there. And their $750,000 poker series. There is still plenty of fun to be had. So go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. And if any of you have any success on there, be sure and let us know and, and maybe we'll give it a try too. Okay. So obviously, like I mentioned with all of this, spring ball is kaput. There is no A-Day, and we will not be seeing next year's team anytime soon. Talk to me about what these guys could could still potentially be doing. I mean, at-home workouts? Like, what? Bo Nix is back in the backyard with his dad throwing like he did when he was 10, you know? Like, this is insane to me that in a few months, we're hopefully, God willing – gonna have football season and flashback and all of these guys are stuck at home put yourself in their shoes what would you be doing if you were still a college athlete during this time 
Well, I'm just saying for myself, Taylor, I had been training and getting a little workout in, preparing myself for the Legends game, you know, back in <laughs> April. And, uh, you know, I, it's just unfortunate that people won't get a chance to see me, you know, throw I'm disappointed. passes inside, inside the stadium, <laughs> you know. So that should give me a little bit more time to work out and get a little bit more healthier, I guess. But That's uh, true. You know, so on a serious note, <laughs> When I think about, you know, the guys that are now, I, I, I think about guys like, you know, Bisbee, the guys that signed in December, you know, that's coming in. And I, I think about Chad Morris, you know, the guy that Coach Malzahn brought in as the offensive coordinator and, and everything. This is the time of the year that you really implement your playbook. This is the time of year that you have an hour on the field with the coaches and then you have you can have like 30, 45 minutes in the film room and then, you know, like twice a week. And then you're getting ready to start the spring season. And, you know, you, that's just when you start to iron out all the kinks. You start to figure out who's going to fit in what position. Uh, what do we do really well? What are some of Bo's strength that Chad Morris and him build chemistry together and as far as knowing how to adapt to one another? And those things are now put on hold. And uh, so it's going to be a real critical, critical summer. I'm, I'm thinking that the NCAA is probably going to move up the opportunity for them to start training camp a lot earlier than normal. And, uh, mm-hmm. and everything, so, which makes for a longer season, which is uh, NFL-type season for college athletes that's playing mm-hmm. football. So they really have to prepare their mind and their bodies for the long haul this year. That's going to be a bigger adjustment um, because you, you don't have so much time right now where you're, where you're losing as far as being on the field together and building chemistry. So it's critical for us this summer. How fast can we come together? And that's the the big thing about having all your coaches pretty much coming back this year, but adding some really great ones. You know, we added an offensive line coach. We added Chad Morris. We mm-hmm. added a defensive coach. So, but most of our guys are still in place and intact. And that's the good thing because if you're a new coach and you just come into a team and this is your opportunity to put your put your pieces all together in the puzzle, you're now missing that. So now you're really going to be cramped for tightness come come the summer to put everything together as quick as you possibly can. So I can only imagine where life would be right now if we didn't have technology, because right now technology yeah. is helping a lot of things stay afloat, keeping a lot of communication going on. And I think about Bo. Bo probably is at the house firing some rockets at his daddy. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, they're getting some workouts. I saw on Instagram when he was out in L.A. at one time. Uh, putting in some work with some of the pro guys, uh, training and everything. I think that was before the virus and everything broke. So he's definitely yeah. one of the kids that's been putting out the work uh, this off season. He's like I said, he's a coach's kid. His dad played there, played at Auburn. So he's driven, and uh, yeah. you know he's driven. So I think that's going to pour down to the rest of his teammates. And I think from a leadership standpoint, you know he'll have an opportunity to to impose his will on a couple of these young guys. Well, I will just say I am incredibly grateful that his freshman year is in the rearview mirror because this would be a very tough time to be bringing in a true freshman quarterback. Had this happened last year, woof, I would be very nervous. So I'm at least grateful that he has that experience. But yeah, this is certainly challenging for the new kids. Tank Bigsby and like you can have all the raw talent in the world, but that that team development that happens in spring and summer is so critical. Uh, and, and it really showcases itself throughout the entire season. Obviously you can adapt and develop as season goes on, but what you do in the months before season, it really lays the foundation, but 
everyone's going to be on an even, even playing field, right? So like, this isn't a situation that is only affecting, you know, a handful of schools. This is literally everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to see how everyone has dealt with this adversity. And it, it's never been dealt with before. So we don't even have anything to compare it to. Uh, it, it's going to be up to each team and each coaching staff how they opt to handle this. But I, I just think it adds another layer to next season that that so many of these guys will have a more limited offseason to to develop that team camaraderie but what about recruiting uh, how do you and and we can talk to Carnell a little bit about this but ha- how do you think coaches are compensating because they they can't stop ultimately mm-hmm. i mean there's there's still work that needs to be done and and contacts that they need to be made how would you kind of mold your search during a time like this well is love blind is what i would say <laughs> <laughs> Such a good point. Yeah, it's love blind because the thing is, they're not going to be able to see these kids face to face. Um, You know, they're going to have to really communicate on the phone. It's all going to be about the conversation and, you know, how well do they gel together and, you know, and trusting in what you can't see, uh, you know, at some point going off a little bit of history in this point, because if you look at Auburn, then you have to say, okay, that coaching staff has been there for the last seven years. Okay, good checkpoint. You know, and then who do they have on staff? Who's on the roster? And, you know, have I visited the campus before? But if they haven't, then what are the coaches saying to them to keep them buying into Auburn and convinced? Like, man, I can't wait till they get back going so I can come on campus and see what they have to offer. So you have to right now be a great salesman. Like I said, you have to create magic and you have to create that conversation where do you fall in love with one another through conversation? Certainly quite a weird time and very disappointing that we're not going to see that spring game and and all the stuff that goes along with it. But obviously, we're all having to adjust and do what we can. And honestly, at this point, I'm just hoping and praying that summer ball will pick up and we'll have a season as normal. And this thing doesn't continue into that because losing March Madness and all the other championships has been tough enough. But don't you mess with my football season now. I'll be upset, but <laughs> what can you do? All right. Well, we are going to bring in Carnell Cadillac Williams to talk all about his time at Auburn. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys pretty much about something everyone knows and hopefully uses, and that is LinkedIn. Uh, Jason, you ever use LinkedIn? Oh, yeah. I'm on LinkedIn. Just find me. Jason me too. Campbell on LinkedIn. <laughs> I mean, it really is one of the most like reliable hiring or or job searching tools. I certainly have utilized it in my day. Make sure you update it. I I got to a point where I forgot to update it. And then my most recent stuff was like college accolades and like, yeah, nobody's hiring that. Uh, But the perfect (laughs) hire can certainly have an impact on your business for years to come. And the only place to find the perfect hire is on LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide and LinkedIn job screens candidates with the hard and soft skills that you're looking for. So you can hire the right person fast. And honestly, this is the perfect platform to be utilizing right now, because obviously none of us can be going anywhere or having in-person interviews, but LinkedIn is very, very thorough and it has all the information that you need. So if you're looking to hire or looking for a job right now, my money would be on LinkedIn. It looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. So no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds 
through LinkedIn. And that's why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs as the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. So basically, if you're looking to hire somebody in this weird time, make sure you try LinkedIn. You can find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. All you have to do is visit linkedin.com slash team. Once again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. I don't know if anyone has dabbled in that before, but that is such a good deal. You can really extend your search with $50 off. That That is clutch. So make sure you go linkedin.com slash team, $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, everybody, it is time to bring in our guest and truly someone who needs no introduction, but let's just go through some accolades, refresh everyone's memory a little bit. Former Auburn All-American, a fifth overall draft pick in the 05 draft, NFL Rookie of the Year, and now Auburn running back coach. Everyone welcome Carnell Cadillac Williams. Carnell, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you all for having me. I'm going to start the way that I always do. Our listeners know this. I love to ask our guests to just kind of go down memory lane a little bit, go back to your playing days at Auburn, and maybe just share a, a game or a memory that has really stuck with you since that time. Well, um, one of the uh, one of my most memorable plays, and I'm sure uh, a lot of the Auburn family uh, can relate to this, was uh, 2003 in the Iron Bowl. Uh, first player of the game uh, went 80 yards, and uh, oh, yeah. you know that was the game. Kind of my, you know, my first time really getting to play in it. My freshman year, I got hurt. Mm-hmm. In my sophomore year, uh, I was hurt and didn't get a chance to play in the game. So, you know, it was two years in the waiting uh, for me to play in that game and to and to start it off that way was uh was just you know one of my most memorable moments and uh, one that I'm very proud of. Well, lads, it's your boy, Jay Campbell. Welcome to the show. Um, you know, there's so much going on nowadays. It's just, you know, I'm just happy to have, you know, one of my one of my favorites, you know, to come on the show. You know, Lat was always a stand-up guy, Taylor. He always did things the right way. You couldn't ever find a better teammate, an unselfish teammate. Like, my favorite memory game for you was, it was against Georgia, 2001. You was a freshman. We both were yeah. freshmen. You had uh, 42 carries in that game. And uh, it led us to a victory on the road in a hostile environment. And I remember you taking a pound in that, that game, but you, uh, but your motor just kept going. And, and at that time, I realized why they call this guy, why they call this guy Cadillac. Oh, you know, I was, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, more along the lines of a Porsche, you know, a guy like the ride around in style. But, you know, but that's the game that really made me realize why they gave you the nickname Cadillac. What you think about that game? You know what, Jason? That's uh, man. That that's that's one of my most memorable games, man. Uh, actually, uh, that was my first start of the season, going on the road, being in a uh, hostile hostile environment like Georgia, uh, who is you know one of our biggest rivals, uh, right right up there with uh, Alabama. So uh, going into that game, uh, being a true freshman and uh, Coach Tuberville. And that staff uh, giving me the opportunity uh, to carry the ball 41 times. And, man, and, uh, you know, that was just just a great time then. You know, offensive line, you know, did a, a great job. And, uh, you know, I was able to have some uh, big moments in that game and score 
couple touchdowns. So uh, that, that game there is uh, love, love it because it kind of got my career going. Man, see, I'm just sitting here smiling, hearing you guys talk about these. I, I love going back to the to the glory days and hearing it from your perspective. Well, now you have the opportunity to be back at Auburn as the running backs coach. Talk to me about what that transition has been like for you. Obviously, you go back to Auburn and have all these awesome memories from your playing days, and, and now you're getting to help mold current and future running backs for the same university. What's it been like for you? You know what? It has been awesome, Taylor. Like I, I truly do. Um, I truly do feel like I got the best job in the country. I mean, I mean, I get to, you know, come back to a place that has such a impact on my life. You know, yeah. my livelihood. You know, helped me become the man I am today. You know, gave me that opportunity to fulfill a lot of my dreams in life. And man, and to come back. Um, to a place that, you know, again, created created so many memories, uh, so much hardship. Uh, I mean, lifelong friends from Jason Campbell, Ronnie Brown, Jared McIntyre, Carlos Rogers, you know, uh, the you know, T-Boy, you know, just named DeMarco McNeil, all those guys, to have that uh, lifetime bond with those guys. You know, now I get to come back and install – a lot of a lot of the principles and things that I learned while I was at Harvard to the uh, future generation, man. And uh, I'm just having a ball doing it. You know, uh, I want to say again, I always thanking Coach Miles uh, for this opportunity. And, man, I'm just looking forward to um, what the future holds and, uh, you know, continue to do great things at Harvard. Yeah, like, you know, you coming back on campus is not like your first time coming back. Um, you know, back in 2003, your junior year, you had an opportunity to leave after the season, you and Ronnie, and uh, both of you guys decided to, to come back for your senior season. But we live in a day in a world now where guys, they jump at the bit so fast and want to get to that next level mm -hmm. and not understanding the importance of what it is sometimes to have to stay back for another eight months to really get yourself where you want to be. Talk about the reason you came back after the season, after 2003, and came back for your senior season and what it did for you in your career and your draft status and, and helped position you to, to a point where you're at now. Yeah. You know what, Jason? Uh, one of the main reasons that uh, I came back uh, was because I just wasn't ready to leave you guys. <laughs> you know, uh, as you remember that 2003 year, uh, we came in the season, I mean, highly, highly rated. You know, anywhere from number one to number three in the country. And we kind of, you know, pooped down our legs, went eight, five, or what, whatever we went. And, uh, you know, it left a bad taste in my mouth. And that was my first year that I was healthy all season. And, man, I, I just had so much fun, you know, playing with you guys on that 03 team. And I just felt like that skies was the limit, you know, uh, would everybody come back if we came back, just the leadership, you know, with yourself, you know, leading the ship, you know, just the leadership, everybody's amplified, man, and, you know, the commitment that we had, how we were down for each other. Honestly, man, I still can remember the conversation with my mom, and, you know, uh, thank God for my mom, got an awesome mom where, you know, she was, you know, really just telling me, you know, let this decision be your decision. Don't try to make it because you want to help me or do whatever. 
And once I got confirmation that it was on me and she going to support whatever I do, I decided to come back, you know, because I really wanted to um, finish what we started in that 03 season and, uh, you know, continue to build those memories with you guys. I always felt like it's always been my dream to play in the NFL, but I'm just telling you, I was just having such a blast here at Arbor, you know, where I honestly, I didn't want to leave. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was evident when you look at the 04 season. Obviously, the talent was on the field, but there was a passion between you guys and and a brotherhood that I think translated to the success on the field. So I speak on behalf of the Auburn family when I say thank you both for coming back that year. Uh, I do want to talk to you a little bit just about kind of how uh, when you go back to that 05 year, when you look at that 2005 draft, three of the top five picks were running backs. And I think that that kind of jump-started this, this development of the running back position into more of a, a workhorse running back. When you look over the years, you, you can see a, an increase in the reliance and, and the usage of running backs in, in that kind of ground-and-pound capacity. And, and you kind of were part of the group that, that jump-started that. So when you look at where, you know, the running game is today in college and in the league, how do you think running backs are used most effectively now? What are some skills that, that you encourage your guys to develop to be really strong, effective backs? Good question. Uh, what I tell my guys, you have to be good in all three phases. You mm-hmm. have to be able to protect the quarterback. You have to be able to run the football and you got to be able to catch. You got to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, because if you cannot do all three of those things, you're limiting yourself, you know, from being on the field. So you want to give yourself, you know, all the opportunities you can of stand on the field for each and every down. So if you can catch, pass, protect, and run the ball, you can play on first, second, and third down. So, you know, you have to be uh, what Coach Groom used to, used to say a joker back, jack of all trades can do it all. <laughs> you know, you know, the joker can kind of, you know, do, do it all. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so these guys in this day and age, you, you got to be more of a uh, joke, joker back that, that can do all, do it all. I like that. I like him. Yeah, that's, that's a good nickname. I'm pretty sure he's using that in his room, Taylor. When I think, of, <laughs> when I think about uh, when I think about what you just said, you know, you got to be a jack of all trades back. You know, Auburn, you know, is known as like a running back you. Um, if I'm a recruit and I got a guy like yourself and a guy like Travis Williams on the staff who are young guys who've been who's done it before and hadn't long been that, that far removed from the game, and I see what you guys are doing at the SEC level, and my whole thing is if I'm a recruit and I'm a parent, man, my eyes instantly light up when I walk into y'all office. And I'm all ears and everything. So if I'm sending my kids to Auburn, I feel definitely comfortable doing that because of the coaching staff that we do have there. But we had a kid this year to come, uh, Bigsby. You know, probably the most tired running back to come out since you since you came to Auburn. And uh, as far as like with all the accolades and everything, and when you got this guy, I know y'all hadn't had an opportunity to be in the meeting room that much because all the, the virus is going around and it's delayed everything at this standpoint. But Let's talk a little bit about what do you see in this kid that, that makes him so special? You know what, uh, um, Jason, I'm uh, recruiting this kid, uh, uh, getting to know him and his family, man. Uh, 
you know, one thing that separates this kid from a, from a lot of people um, is his why, you know, and, and his why is not about himself, uh, not about likes, uh, not about, you know, all the time being about him. You know, his, his why is about his mother and his family. Like, you know, uh, you know, he, he wants a better livelihood, a better life for them. And, you know, he understands that the good Lord, you know, has given him uh, a talent where, you know, if he stay healthy as in God will, that he, he is going to be, you know, successful, not, not only on this level, but also have a chance to play on that level. So, I mean, the, the kid is a very humble kid, you know, a kid that's, you know, very selfless, you know, and in this day and age, you know, that's hard to find because with the social media where everybody's all about me, 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 me. But, uh, you know, this kid, I just think his intangibles and the things that, you know, he is about, you know, he has the right attitude. He's willing to learn, you know, uh, of course, before this coronavirus, you know, he, um, you know, he, he was already on campus doing a, um, absolutely good job. Uh, a guy just eager to learn and soak up knowledge like a sponge, man. He, I mean, he is, he is, he, he, he's clinging on every word that you say and trying to do things right. Not only on the field, Jason, but also off the field too. I mean, the guy takes pride in, in what he, you know, he does also in the classroom, out, outstanding students. So, uh, yeah, the um, the future is very uh, bright for that young man. That's incredibly exciting. We've talked about that on this show, just how important uh, it is for these guys to be coachable. And, and it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying about this kid. I mean, with with raw talent and athletic ability, it, it could be limited if you're if you don't have that willingness to learn and and take in the wisdom of the people around you. So that's super exciting to hear that from him. Uh, like you mentioned, obviously we're in this weird time right now where everything is is kind of at a standstill. Obviously, we were all looking forward to that spring game in April that will no longer be happening. But give us a little bit of insight. You said the future's bright. What What are uh, some things that you have noticed uh, over the past few months, even with the, you know, hiring of Chad Morris on the offensive side? Uh, give us a little bit of, of something to get us excited for next season. What do you really anticipate for this offense? Well, I tell you, bump up. Because, uh, man, Coach Morris has been a joy to be around. I'm telling That's awesome. the guys, I mean, the guy brings energy. I mean, uh, the, the, the guy is encouraging. I mean, the, 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 the guy is approachable. I mean, I mean, the, the, to, to, to me, he, he's, he's, he's everything that, uh, that, uh, that Auburn stands for. And, uh, I really do think that he has, he has the player's attention, uh, you know, before this, um, before this, um, you know, break when we was in school. I mean, you know, boldness. That guy was getting guys together on his own. You know, learning the uh, playbook. So guys, are excited, man. We are gonna be slaying the ball around. We're gonna we're gonna run the football still. We, you know, we still gonna pound the rock. But man, we slaying it around. We are gonna get the running backs out of space. So man, I am super excited. Um, you know, for for uh, Auburn 
having uh, Coach Morris. And, you know, I'm just, you know, of course, like everybody else, you know, just, just sad that, you know, we couldn't go through spring ball. But, again, you know, what's going on right now, that's, that's far away from everybody's mind right now. Yeah. Yeah. Before we let you get on with your precious schedule, as we know, uh, you know, I hope you, I, I hope your wife got you want to paint in the house because I haven't seen you do any any type of hard labor outside of football. So I just, I hope she got you painting some walls or doing something. But during this time that you had the opportunity to be away from the game a little bit, you know, I know y'all still got to do phone calls with recruits and everything. What has it taught you a little bit about, like, you know? Being with your family, you know, all this time that you don't have opportunity to, to spend with your kids, your two boys and everything because you're always on the road or you're always giving so much time to Auburn and so much time to others. And now you have that time to, to sit out in your backyard and play with your two boys. And what does that feel like? And uh, talk about your terrible golf game uh, that's probably <laughs> one step in front of Charles Barkley right now. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, well, Jason, I'm actually – a little better than you in golf. But oh my gosh! You gonna tell. sit here and tell a story okay. on? Oh, okay, God. okay, we got it. Okay, well, 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 Jason, just to you know, just to answer your question, man. Honestly, man, it's been kind of bittersweet to be honest with you, man, because I am a guy, as you know, man. I'm a guy. I love, love. I love to be around. You know the players, man. I love our coaching staff, man. Just being around those guys, man, is, you know, those, those guys really do a, a lot for my, you know, me in general. Them guys really help me on a day-to-day basis. But I also get getting the opportunity, man, to put my kids to bed, read to them at night, have, you know, movie nights, uh, wake them up in the morning, you know, we're in the backyard playing, you know, just just those times that as coaches is, is very limited. So uh, me, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm taking full advantage of this time. And, man, you know, I'm, I'm kind of embracing it, you know, but at the same time, you know, uh, still getting work done, still, you know, talking with recruits, you know, the staff, we're still in constant uh, contact every morning, 9 o'clock, FaceTime, you know, with the whole office of staff. So we are trying to do as much as we can working from home but, you know, I am embracing this time with my uh, two boys, Cole and Quinn, who, who, who are four and six now, and, you know, so. Aww. That's awesome. You got to find the positive in it, that's for sure. Well, Carnell, my last no one for you, obviously, I've, I knew this about you as a player and even talking to you during this interview. It's so evident, just your, your commitment to this sport. You, you've always had that. I, I mean, like we mentioned, you returned for your senior season. You returned after multiple injuries, those two brutal knee injuries that everyone thought you, you'd be down for the count. You returned for those. And then once your playing time was over, you returned as a coach. You just love football, and and that's very clear. Uh, how did your time at Auburn help you develop that love for the game? You know what? Uh, uh, honestly, being around other guys like myself, like being around the Jason Campbell, the Ronnie Brown, the Marcus McNeil, the Danny Lindsay. I mean, being around those group of guys, guys that genuinely love football, but most important, just don't love football, but just love people 
and yeah. just genuine good people, man. And to me, that is that is what Auburn is about. Like, uh, yeah, we we all love Auburn, but I I think what really makes Auburn why I chose Auburn is the people. You yeah. know, the I mean, the faculty, this community is. It, I mean, these these people. You know, my freshman, my sophomore, my freshman year, I broke my clavicle. My sophomore year, I broke my ankle. And, man, just how these people, they still embrace me and then make me feel like that I have to be on the field running touchdowns with, like, you know, the Auburn family have no idea how they helped me overcome, you know, those times being down, just the love that they showed me around town, uh, around town, just the love, you know, that, you know, the teachers and people showing me, you know, in, in, in the school building, like, those things goes a long way, so, uh, me personally, I would be forever in debt to Auburn because, you know, of course, it helped me become the man I am today and gave me limited opportunities. So uh, again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, Auburn man for life. <laughs> I love to hear that, and I couldn't agree with you more, Carnell. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right, th- thank you all for having me. All right, everybody, that wraps it up for us this week on Tiger Talk Quarantine Edition. As always, thank you so much for joining us, listening to Jason and I as we talk all about Auburn. It's getting more and more challenging. Not only is it off season, but all of the world has come to a complete pause. But we're trying very hard to make this thing interesting. Thanks in large part to our wonderful guests. The Auburn family always pulls through, so you gotta love that. We will be back next episode, and maybe there will be new developments in this uh, coronavirus life that we're all living. So everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, stay inside. Let's please get this thing over with so we can get back to football. All right. For Jason and myself, thank you so much for listening. War Eagle. War Eagle, guys. Stay safe. Stay at home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.